If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here. I got a cold one in hand. I'm ready to crack it as soon as you give me the uh, the okay. But I'm sitting here, fireside, chatting it up with my man, my partner in crime, Trey Van Buskirk. How are you? Dude, I feel like I'm going into work on a weekend, and I'm just there to raid the beer fridge. Yeah. I'm not doing work tonight, dude. I'm just here to drink. We're just here to have a good time. We're just here. Can I go ahead and crack the first one? Oh, go for it. Solid crack, dude. Solid, Solid crack. That's years Solid. of experience right there. That's it. That comes from a long line of lip and men cracking open beer cans. That's that's a hereditary genetic beer crack is what that is. Yeah, you uh, fill that lip. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, so what do you got going on, man? What, what are we doing tonight? I know this is a little bit of a different episode. No UFC this weekend, but we did have a UFC this last weekend. Tons of stuff to talk about in that regard. And then Taylor fought. Dude, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time we recorded. I know. I was worried you were going to Lewis smoke on me and not show up, dude. Well, here's the thing is, realistically, I don't think anybody really anticipated that fight happening. Um, that was a fight that was announced. And from the moment they announced that they were like, Sean O'Malley versus Lewis Smolka. Okay. But nobody was like excited about it. You know what I mean? So like Smolka pulls out and now it's exciting. Who's going to step in? Right? There's like this, the smorgasbord of Bantamweights chomping at the bit to beat up Sean O'Malley, which I really like. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that people hate him and want to beat him up. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And we did some, some listener questions. We're going to get to those. O'Malley popped up quite a few times on those. So I'll get those pulled up and we'll, we'll get into action there here shortly. But before we do, Let's talk about something. Okay. On Friday night. Yeah, dude, massive. Right around the time. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you were eating dinner around that time, you know, you could have been, but somebody else was eating. Somebody else was eating good. Our boy, Taylor Tombstone Johnson, goes into the Mohegan Sun and just walks out with, with a big, fat, greasy, just Jameis Winston licking his fingers, get that W, num, 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 num just crushes the boogeyman from team elevation. You know, it's funny looking at prop bets on that. Of course we were all thinking, well, let's go Taylor by knockout. You know, he's going to fight Lance Wright who has no hands. All Lance Wright is going to want to do is grapple and try and find the submission. But our boy doesn't even care. He's like, dude, you want, you want to grapple fest? You want to do a little jujitsu? Let me choke you out. That's what happened. Yeah. So I'm going to preface this before we get too far into this episode. Um, this is a different format. Normally, we break down fights, betting, all that kind of stuff. We don't have a UFC event this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about some fights that are going to happen between now and the next UFC event. That's fine. Last time that I went off on a little rant, we started talking about things that were not MMA-related. A couple of people got in their feelings about it. So I'm going to tell you this now. If you don't want to hear me talk about things that aren't MMA, you don't hear Trey talk about things that aren't MMA, just go ahead and turn it off. Just yeah. turn it off now. It's okay. But you've been warned. This is not a normal episode. We're going to talk about everything. So, uh, so yeah, Taylor gets that big W. What did you make? So, what did you make of the strategy? Right. So Lance comes out, shoots for the legs. We knew that was going to happen. Taylor starts hitting him. He immediately changes his tune. 
and then obviously it flips into a it flips into a grappling match. But prior to that, Taylor had a little bit of like bounce in a step, little light on the feet, little Muhammad Ali back shuffle. What did you what did you anticipate there? What did you think of that? That was a different kind of look. I know he said afterwards he was looking at trying to calm down, pace himself better. Do you feel like that worked? Do you feel like he seemed more poised and under control? Objectively speaking, I mean, I know he listens to the show and he'll beat you up, but do you think that that was a good look for him? I thought it was interesting. Um, we actually got to see how elusive he is in the scramble. Um, I think we all knew Taylor's world-class wrestler. We know he has fallen in love with his hands as of recently, but we kind of got this, this bad taste in our mouth, mouth when he fought Johnny Eblen. Johnny Eblen's an amazing wrestler, and Taylor had a horrible weight cut, so he looked a little bit sluggish, a little bit slow in those scrambles. But when he goes against a guy who is grade-A style jiu-jitsu scrambling, and he comes out the victor and has top position and looked really swift in those transitions. I was like, gosh, where can this guy be beat? And I'm not just saying it because yes, he's a punchless fam member. He's a punchless sponsored fighter, but I look at the rest of the division. I'm like, gosh, he's submitting people like Ed Ruth. He's submitting people like Lance Wright that are like jujitsu specialists. He's, you know, on a poor weight cut, having a, you know, a decent fight with Johnny Evelyn, who's on a run right now. I'm looking at these and I'm thinking Taylor is literally someone to be reckoned with in that middleweight division. Well, I mean, they're, they're talking about putting him in the top 15, which I think is fair. Um, but the middleweight division in Bellator is crowded at the top. So right. 15 or top, like maybe 15 through nine, not a lot going on there. I say this cause I'm not the one fighting, but it should be relatively easy to move yourself into that point of contention with a couple quality wins which he has here. So I'm anxious to see what comes next. Um, I did enjoy a couple things, a couple takeaways from that. One, I don't know if it was Bellator's idea or what, but they had him tape up just about 90% of the sponsors on his shirt. Yeah. The ones that he did not tape up or did not have to tape up were Allegiance, Spy, and ours. So sucks to be Precision Rifle Solutions. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I loved seeing the Mike logo in there uh yeah. which which brings me we ran a contest yes so normally we wait till the end of the show to give something away but i feel like i'm in this i got the christmas spirit now we're giving it all away i know we have a, a what, no, what no. are we doing here no, no. Kit and caboodle? no no not the whole kit and caboodle but we we said if you take a picture of the logo share it on your story tag allegiance and taylor in it we'll enter you to win some some allegiance swag so Fun thing because I do what I want. Um, and then thankfully everybody's cool with the things that I do. Uh, I went ahead and created that contest and uh Roy was like, Hey, what what are we doing here? And I was <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, we're gonna give some allegiance stuff away. And he's like, All right, cool. So uh Roy said, pick somebody and you know, I'll give them we'll give them a fifty dollar uh digital coupon. For the, for the Allegiance online store. So if you go to allegianceclothing.com, you can normally use our, po- our promo code PUNCH and save 15% off the entire thing. But if you could, if you participated in the giveaway and you're entered on the wheel here, you have the opportunity to win an additional 50 bucks to use at your leisure at the Allegiance store. So you cool if I go ahead and select somebody for that? Is my name in there? Your name is not in there. Okay. Well, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's just. It's not fair if we do that. So. Okay. Um, right. Right. I know. That, I know that you like to interject yourself there. All right. So let's. Yeah. Let me share my screen here. Let's go share screen. 
Dale, if there is no pirate music, I send it back. I send it back. I understand. All right. So okay. let me know when you can see this. We'll get the random name generator on there. Can you see it? Wow. Did we get like a graphics guy? Why does our wheel look so colorful? That's because I did this. Wow. Okay. Now, Producer Jake didn't do it. <laughs> Producer Jake did not do this. Now, here's the thing. Hold on. Let me stop sharing for a second because I'm pretty sure I didn't select the option that allows me to share with audio. Um, right. We're going to go Chrome tab, share audio. See, you, you almost had to send it back. You almost had to send it back. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. We're going to go ahead and pick one. All right. Ready to rock and roll? Cue the music. So good. Dalton Kent. Dalton Kent. We're going to remove all instances of my man Dalton, but Dalton hit us up on IG, brother. That must and, be a superhero. I've never heard a name like that. Yeah, so it's, it's a great name. Strong name. His, his, Strong. Parents, his parents took their time and named him aptly. Dalton Kent, congrats, man. You won 50 bucks from Allegiance. Uh, the only thing that we ask is when you buy a bunch of Allegiance stuff, you have to also shoot guns while wearing it. Outside True. of that, you're good to go, man. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's 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 get into something else, American, real quick. Let's pay a bill. Uh, if you're not aware, I posted something about it the other day. Stay classy meets are on a Fourth of July special, free overnight shipping. This is this today. Actually, what is today? The 29th. Yeah. Okay, so tonight slash tomorrow is the last day that you can order the Fourth of July special from Stay Classy Meats. So if you go to Stay Classy Meats, go to the 4th of July special, 25% off and free shipping, five pounds of ribeyes and two pounds of Mexican blue shrimp overnighted through the power of modern mankind directly to your doorstep overnight, five pounds of steak, wow. two pounds of Mexican blue shrimp, 25% off. You can use promo code FIST as well and save an additional 10%. That's a thing that's happening right now. You just have to go to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code FIST, and you can save all kinds of cash. Dude, are you are you prepared for Fourth of July? Are you eating some wieners? You know what? Honestly, here, uh, good. This is this will be Dale's first rant of the night. <laughs> so because he said I, Mexican shrimp, dude, right? Yeah. It should be American shrimp. No, 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 no. I'm I'm okay with Mexican shrimp. All right. Okay, um, cool. Although, what are Mexican shrimp called? They're called something else. Are they chicharrones? I don't what, I speak. I don't producer speak Jake. Language. Producer Jake. What's? Oh, he's not here. Damn it. Okay. Um, there's a different something with a C. The 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 uh the Mexican shrimps. No, no, that's well, those are huevos. Huevos. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I live I live currently um in a in a neighborhood that's fairly new construction. Um, uh, but I've been here, I was one of the OGs of the neighborhood. I was here like before everybody else was. Yeah. And for the longest time, I being a you know, uh red, white, and blue blooded American, yeah, would do it up big for fourth of July. Right. I love to blow stuff up. Love to drink a lot of beer. I listen to uh, Cameroon. Thank you, chat. Um, ah. It's close. Well, I say chicharron, Cameroon. Close. Still don't um, know what it is, but go on. That's a that's a Mexican shrimp. Anyway, okay. the I say all that to say this. I used to always go big for Fourth of July. Then we got some people that moved in, and they have sort of strong armed the Fourth of July festivities away from me and made it much more of a. If I'm the party planning committee, I get to choose what I do and how I do it kind of thing. So 
where it was me for the longest time, just kind of making it like a potluck thing. Everybody in the neighborhood, out in their front yards, we'd all let, just block off the street, let the kids ride their bikes, shoot up fireworks, do that. Other. Now it's got like an official dude party planning committee. They pool all their money together to buy a bunch of fireworks. They bubble, you know, towers and slides and stuff for the kids. And that's all well and good. Cool. But that, that, yeah, but that's not what I, that's not how I did it. So now my 4th of July is just back to being me again. So I'm probably just going to buy the good stuff, you know, some snakes and some sparklers and drink some beer. I don't, I don't know. That seems fine. That's, yeah. it's, it sounds like your neighborhood went, went the safe route, dude. And that's cool, man. You're, you're becoming more California as, as we speak. Yeah. So it's all communal. All, what, yeah. What's like, what's that type of government where everything's part of a community? <laughs> what is uh, that called? Democracy? No, it's got, I think it, it's something, it's like communities in the name of it, where it's like every, everything you have is mine too. We all share. <laughs> what is that called? I forget, I forget what that's called. C- community, 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 uh, Com- communism. Com- yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Yeah. That's I freaking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of California, what's up with your state, bro? You guys banned uh, travel to a couple states today because they have anti anti-gay uh laws or viewpoints or whatever what's that all about i don't know dude um i still have these shackles on me i'd like to leave my house at one point this year um but when the government allows or gives me the key or tells me where the key is i will leave on my own accord on my own accord right once they give you the key what do you know what the states are that you're not allowed to visit I I have no idea. I don't leave the confines of San Diego, dude. I am freaked out, dude. So dumb, man. I can't believe this stuff is happening. It's like, it it literally feels like, I know everybody keeps saying like, it feels like the movie Idiocracy. It feels like we're living in a cartoon, 1984, whatever the case may be. It's just, it baffles me, man. Absolutely baffles me. Some of the stuff that just... This just goes, this goes on, man. (laughs) I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's what I love too. And I, well, I'm sure we'll catch heat for it at some point in time, but <laughs> I went on uh some, somebody posted something on Instagram or whatever. And it was a clip because, yeah. I, I, because you have us following the New York times. Cause I think you try to piss me off once a day. Yeah. They posted something or somebody posted something and it was Biden when he said that like, you need F 15s and nukes to fight the government. Right. And I just replied in there, your terms are acceptable. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Let's fucking let her rip tater chip. I'll I'll take i I'm cool with that. All right. Yeah. Um, no more anti-government propaganda, please. We're gonna get <laughs> All right. So uh Kayla Harrison beat up Cindy Dandoy. Uh that was fun. She snapped her arm. So Bellator or PFL was really cool. Here's the thing about PFL, man. I feel like PFL is almost at this point unbettable. I don't really know what to do with that with that promotion because your heavy favorites, with the exception of Kayla Harrison, are prone to losing at any given moment. And at any one point in time, on any event, a plus three, plus four, plus 500 dog is going to cash. I don't know if that means you play all the fights or you play none of the fights. How do you approach PFL? What I mean, you just, what do you we just, do with this promotion? You just bet against Pettis every time. I always bet against Pettis every time, so that doesn't bother me at all. So what? I mean, what do we do here? How how do you bet PFL? You don't, dude. You stay away. You stay away because everything is beyond up to interpretation because of the weight of that is embedded into those matchups, whether yep. it is tournament style or is just platform in general. Everything is subject to just falling by the wayside. Hundred percent, man. I got you. All right, let's talk about betting then. Um, 
UFC Vegas, what, 30 was this last week, right? Yes. Alexander Volkov taking on Cyril Gaon. That happened. Um, <laughs> let's talk about let, – I'll, I'll talk about it real quick because caught a little bit of heat about uh, – apparently. I, well, apparently I, I, I was coming across as a little bit bitter to people. And, Shocker. Right, which is – it's weird when you have money involved how bitter you can become. So let's just let's dive in with the main event here. Uh, okay. Alexander Volkov fought Cyril Gaon. And here's the thing. I take nothing away from Cyril Gaon's performance. I thought he did everything he needed to do to win the fight. I would have liked to have seen him get a finish. And the reason why I would have liked to have seen him get a finish is because Alexander Volkov did not look like he wanted to be there at all. From the moment he walked out, he did yeah. not fight with the same ferocity that we saw in say the Overeem fight or the Walt Harris fight. Yeah. Which has now put this in my brain when I'm thinking about Alexander Volkov, he does have fights where he takes the fight off or seems like he can't get going into the second or third gear. This gone fight being one of them, um, which is frustrating because I was on him heavy talking about how it wasn't going to be that competitive and how he was going to manhandle him because I thought the Volkov that fought Overeem was going to come out and fight gone. But instead it's like, I got a more durable Stefan Struve that came out. Well, I think that's, that's a tough comparison too, because you know, what you get in that type of fight is you're going to get an overeem who always starts off really slow. So it gives you an opportunity to dictate your own pace with Cyril gone. We saw a guy that's a little bit more lighter on his feet, was able to mix it up a little bit. And I'll be honest, dude, I, I got a little bit nervous after weigh-ins because if you look at Volkov, we talked about his nutrition plan being more built. Sure. He looked more built, but he looked a little drained. He cut down to 265, So You know, he barely got in there. I'm I'm wondering if the weight cut was a little too much for him and not having the time to pick up his own pace was kind of a detriment detriment to him in the end. It was big. I mean, he was he's definitely the bigger guy by far. Um, he was the one that had to cut weight. He just did not seem to be able to get it going. I don't know if it was the speed of Cyril, the timing, the distance, the smaller cage. I don't know. Everything sounds like an excuse, but Gone went out, did exactly what he needed to do, and he won the fight. My bitterness two points of bitterness came from that fight one dc has a gambler's mentality when it comes to calling fights so you know as well as i do and anybody that bets on mma has is guilty of this when you bet on a guy you're talking yourself into how he's doing and if he's doing well how well he's doing or if he's not doing well what he can do to do better and at the at times you neglect the fact that there's a second person in there competing actively against your your own goals dc takes that same mentality same mentality into his commentary work right. he like focuses on a guy and then it's like he's the only person in there so by midway through the second round it was i'm not even sure it was like cyril gone was shadow boxing himself you would have sworn jesus himself was out there two-stepping all over alexander volkov <laughs> when in when in fact midway through the third round Volkov had actually landed more significant strikes. Now, so we're midway through the third round. Gone has done more damage, but Volkov has landed more significant strikes. DC cannot stop giving Gone the gut gut 3000. I was mad. 
Then the fight ends, and two judges score at 50-45, and one scores at 49-46. Yeah. My problem is, do I think Sirogan won that fight? Absolutely. Was it that competitive? No. He won the fight handedly. I have no problem in admitting that he won, and I was on the wrong side of that. But 50-45s are bad cards. They're bad cards. 49-46, I feel, is heavy. 48-47 is fine with me. I think gone won three rounds extremely easily. There was one contested round, and you can't tell me that round one or round two weren't clear, in my opinion, clear for Volkov. I watched it again because somebody hit us up in the in our DMs and was like, "Dale, what you know, what, what's wrong, man? You feel like feel like Gon's offended your ancestors or something?" So I watched the fight again just to make sure I wasn't being a crybaby about it. I'm not being a crybaby about it. Gone one round or Volkov won rounds one and two. You can't tell me anything. And then if you if you if you say that you can make the argument that he won round four, so he, so he won at least two of those rounds, man. It's just the judging is bad. Doesn't change the outcome of the fight. Gone one. It's a weird point to camp on. Sorry, I'm rambling. You're good. Speaking of fights, obviously that you can't change the outcome of. That was the most unfortunate outcome, as you know. One of my heaviest plays of the night was a mm. parlay between Tim Dirty Bird Means mm. and Andre Touchy Feely. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me people after that fight, the accidental eye poke, no contest. I understand it. I mean, Daniel Pineda wanted to be in that fight more than anyone else. Hats off to him. Yeah. But he said in his post fight speech, yeah, Feely was fucking me up. Yeah. And people are calling for that a rematch. Absolutely not. If anything, it should be an overturned win, even though I know it can't, because Feely fucking won that bell to bell, no reason, accidental. There's no reason to run that back. The frustration obviously lies that I didn't hit, but God, Andre Feely freaking hit the shit out of Daniel Pineda. Fucking murdered him, dude. Yeah, no. So here's flowing. He was flowing the whole night. He entered the Feely flow state like we talked about, and he looked great. And with that, this is where the show win bonus system really sucks. Yeah. Because for sure, Feely, obviously puncher's chance, right? But (laughs) Feely appeared to be on his way to getting a victory there. Easy. So the fact that that fight ends as a no contest, he only gets a show money, doesn't get his win money, at least not that we know of anyway, that's a tough spot. But I'll make the same argument as this. There's no point in having that rematch because the, the outcome of that fight was not going to change. Within a reasonable doubt, was not going to change. And then I poke ended it, much like the Leon edwards Bilal Muhammad fight. Right. There's no need to run that fight back because that fight was only going to go one way, short of a puncher's chance, which... Right. As the fight progressed, did not seem likely. And I poke also into that one. That does not, the, the parallels are uncanny. And both both parties, Leon Edwards, Law Muhammad, Andre Feely, Daniel Pineda, should all move on and pursue other interests and other opponents in their careers because this, that no nobody wants to see it again. I don't need to see Andre Feely fight Daniel Pineda again to know that Andre Feely is going to beat him. Nor do I need to see Leon Edwards fight Bilal Muhammad to know that Leon Edwards is going to beat Bilal. I just don't need to see it. We saw enough of it. I had enough of a sample. It's like when your your grandma makes you try a dish and you like it or you you, you hate it. You don't need more bites to figure it out. One or two and you, you pretty much got it squared away. Dude, you know, you know what dish I want more? Than anything though, coming off Vegas thirty, what's up? Little dish of uh, the main entree of Shavkat Rachmanov, dude. He's beast, bro. I'm trying to tell you, man, the Mongolian murderer. I know well, he goes by Nomad, a Nomad, but dude, give me Mongolian murderer, dude. You know what makes him even scarier? 
What's Daniel that? Boone hat that he wears, dude. I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of wearing dead animals. Big fan of wearing dead animals. Love the fur hat. Caucus Mountain, any, any Caucus Mountain region, and you wear a dead animal on you, you're untouchable. Yeah, uh, Timur Valiev. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minus getting dropped, which <laughs> scared me. He got binked right on the chin. Shout out to Robin Black. Got binked right on the chin. Uh, and fell down there in the second round, but he recovered nicely and got rounds one and three in the books and beat Ronnie Barcelos. I, I listen, man. You give me those red, white, and blue, and you switch up the colors a little bit and put them put them from the mountains, and you can't tell me nothing, bro. I'm telling, I'm, I'll bet them dudes every day of the week, man. It's a dog that's gonna fight for your money, bro. Last thing I want to talk about this card real quick. Mm-hmm. Justin Jane's obviously putting his show money on him to win money line. Loses, says no, no regrets, no regrets, dude, whatsoever. Yeah. You think he has no regrets? Um, maybe, maybe he has no regrets. I don't know. I mean, there's certain people that money money affects them differently. You know what I mean? I I don't know what Justin James's life is like. I don't know what his financial situation's like. Um, I don't know if he's you know eating ramen and you know hot dogs or if he's Matthew McConaughey. It's all fugazi, fugazi. It's fairy dust. Woo-hoo. I don't. I, I have no. I, I have no idea what his life is like. So twenty five grand might not be much to him. Or you know, missing out on that, you know, he, or he he, he might be dead ass broke. He's getting forty and forty or something like that. No, he said it was twenty five. Ah, okay. Yeah, so he might be dead ass broke. I have no idea, man. And but here's the thing, right? Is at a certain point, government says eighteen, but I'm I'm pretty much inclined to go from sixteen and beyond, especially if you're a man. No offense, women, but sixteen on, you're a grown ass man. You're responsible for yourself um, and your actions. So if you want to bet 25 grand on yourself and lose and knowing that that's your source of income and you want to be like, that's a risk you want to take, you're a grown ass man. You get no sympathy from me for doing that. You're, you're not destitute, right? So like, here's the thing. It wasn't winner take all. It was like, you had the chance to put 25 grand, obviously after the government puts their greedy little, you know, uh, fingers in it and takes 30% and then you pay your thing. So you're probably going to walk out of there with 12 to 13,000, 12 to 13,000, man. You know, that's depending on how you, how you live and manage your money. That's, you know, get, get you going for another four months or so. So, you know, I, I have no sympathy for that, man. I really don't. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't affect me at all. It was a, it was a calculated move on his part. It didn't pan out. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What do you think? You think that was good? I mean, you're, you listen, you're Mr. Conservative when it comes to your money. Yeah. What do you think about that? I would have never done that. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't trust myself more than I could throw myself, dude. Yeah. Especially it's a game of punch face, dude. We talk about this. You could be the most confident son of a bitch on the planet walking into that octagon. It doesn't matter. Anyone on any day at any time can get clipped. I thought Charles Rose, it didn't it didn't bear my bet at all i i charles rose the money line from the start i kept it wasn't worried the moment justin james came out and said i'm putting my complete show purse on myself i was like dude come on let's talk yeah. about the versatility let's talk about the different angles charles rose is going to get it done and granted granted got it done by split but got it done hey definitely did i mean look there were parts of the fight where justin james looked like he's going to get it done. here's what's crazy as we sit here and we drink our beer i love weigh-ins with justin james because he has a nine pack and then when he fights He's he looks like when you pop open a thing of muffin mix or cinnamon rolls and it's flowing <laughs> out over the top. 
I don't understand how that's I don't understand how that's possible. But that my man hot rehydrates up to a wild like uh, physique. That's very strange. I, I just want to know: Is every fighter sponsored by Manscaped? Probably, yeah, probably. It's insane. Like, dude, where are the days that guys look like me, dude? There's one big fucking rug. Like, what yeah. happened to those days? Listen, I don't know if you know this, but there is a plan in place to demonize masculinity and move us into a more adro- and andromedous, androgynous, androgynous uh, male-female hyperstate where we're all just blended together and you can't tell who's man and who's woman. And then it's offensive if you ask, if you can't figure it out. Dude, I, I think it's a, a, a advantage. Dude, when I grapple, especially Nogi, I got I put my freaking spandex shorts on, dude, and I got that big flow going down my chest, and then mm-hmm. I get like a little north south position, dude, and a little yeah. sweaty. It's like a long came poly in that basketball scene. Dude. I yeah, just yeah, yeah. Blood some dudes with my chest yeah. hair from your chest pubes down to your ball fro. Oh, dude, I'm one so big dude, cousin. It just fucking man, flowing out. Man, there. I've had the old bull. Now I want the young <laughs> calf. That's I like it. I, I understand. I get it, hundred percent. You know who's not sponsored by Manscaped? Huh? Us. Well, <laughs> look at your face. Look at my chest. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do here? So here's the thing: we're not sponsored by them. We're not ever gonna be again because screw them. So um, I'll burn that bridge. I don't care. So Manscaped promised us the world, and we cut great promos for them, and told us they were gonna use them. And had a sign thing saying they were going to use our copy for actual advertisements. Told us they were going to give us stuff to give away. Told us they were going to do this and the other, and never followed through with any of them. Never followed through. If you ever hear a Manscape ad about the San Diego Zoo and the mm. chicks being infatuated with the turtle exhibit, know that was from your boy. Or just not even San Diego. It's just anything animal related because we had a bunch of animal related stuff as well, and then. What was the other one too? We we made you made some visual copy for them too that they really liked. Well, you, you talked about um, that it was kind of like the Microsoft Paint eraser where you. Yep, the paint program. Yep, yeah, they they really like that too. And we had we signed paperwork saying they could use our stuff, and they said they were going to, and then they never did, and we never got credit for any of it. Yeah. So yeah, while their products may work, I don't care. They're shisty. Yeah, in that I like, regard. I like the hair. Allegedly. Yeah. I'll say allegedly because somebody will report us and like, oh, they're defamation of character. We're in California. They're a California based company. I'm sure they'll sue us uh, <laughs> for assuming their gender. All right. So, Dude, what? I heard we had some customer questions today. Oh, we did. Some customer questions. Some <laughs> van. How about some fan questions? <laughs> Freaking customer questions. <laughs> You're out of control. All right. Let me get them pulled up, dude. Let me it's get Hard Cambucha's hitting the spot tonight, by the way. Yep. Yeah, I know this. Uh, uh, what are you drinking? Equal parts fatigue and Michelob Ultra. So, Mick, what are you running? Um, what are you, Lance Armstrong, dude? Why are you drinking that? Um, just basically because my beer fridge out my garage is completely empty, with the exception of a Michelob Ultra variety pack. So, I, I just I haven't I haven't had a chance to go do like my pre Fourth of July like refill. So, yeah. um, my house has been very busy the last week or so. So I haven't, I, I'm, I've fallen off as far as, um, get some stuff. Uh, shoot. That reminds me. Okay. Crap. When are we supposed to do the hot wings thing with run it back? Is that, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend, right? Yeah. It's definitely not this weekend. Okay. It's definitely not this weekend. So next weekend, next weekend, run it back podcast, joint episode, us run it back through Dober next weekend. Right. Yeah. 
Super. I think that's right. I'm hoping it's not this Saturday. Um, if it is, anyway. All right. Let's huh. see here. That would be a good question to put out to all listeners, actually. What is oh. the beer that's in the back of your fridge that just hasn't been touched since like the fucking 80s? You know, it's, there's always you always get these variety packs, and there's one in the variety pack that you never want to touch that ends up being the lone soldier that's just always back there. Oh, what man. is that beer? Do you have one? Do you have Yo, a couple? I have one. I have one. What is it? What's the one that's back there right now? I get the I get the variety pack from um uh Kauai Brewing. Okay. Um or no, sorry, Big Island Brew. And yeah. uh it's the golden ale by them. It's disgusting. Dude, give it to me. I love golden ales. Oh no, it's so gross. It tastes like uh, like caramel, but like toasted. Oh, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Golden no, ales aren't supposed to taste like that. Yeah. It's all it's all screwed up. I've What's got I, well, I've had so for a long time. I had the um this dude, they sat in there for years. I had like 10 of them. They were the natty light strawberry lemonades. <laughs> what were you a 14 year old chick? <laughs> no, so so my brother who who came on the show, you know, he's a 14 year old chick. He's a 14 year old chick when it comes to drinking. <laughs> he only drink well, he'll drink liquor, but he won't drink any beer whatsoever. Yeah. But he came down for fourth of July. This was years ago and was like, yeah. hey, dude. Natty Light's got strawberry lemonade. Let's get let, let you know, let's get a rack. And I was like, that's fine, whatever, man. It's a day drinking beer. I don't care. They're so sweet. I can't. I don't drink. care. It's Gay Pride Month. Like, I don't yes, know whatever, man. <laughs> so I drank like four of them, and then the rest just sat back there, man. I, I couldn't do it. So this sat there forever. But now in the back, I have two uh, Voodoo Ranger IPAs. Oh, dude, that's Friday beers right there, man. That's good. Yeah, but they're like the different ones. They're like the – it's not just like the regular voodoo. It's something else. Um, huh. I, I can't remember what it is, but it's – it. they're like – I think they have a white label on them. Okay. I don't like them. And then I've got two Stella Artois sitting back there as oh, well. Wow. Yeah, and then I've got – break uh, those out with an Alexia DiCirico fights or what yeah, do you do? Yeah, and then I've got some Mickey Ultras as well. So Such an athlete. My my son, we both of our sons had birthdays this weekend, and mm, um, I didn't know your kid had a birthday. Yeah, man. Um, so your son's birthday was on Saturday, right? Yeah. And mine was on Sunday, and um, I did buy a bunch of Corona on for to you know for that for, son. for, for my son, <laughs> and those were those were gone. Those did not make it past Sunday. So yeah. Uh, oh, so I did have real beer for a while, and then it just it was gone. It was gone. Good. So, All right. All right, so let's get into some uh, submitted questions. Yes. Who do you think is most likely to step in and fight Sean O'Malley? Oh, man, I have been chomping at the bit to answer this. I have two guys that I would love to see murder Sean O'Malley. Okay, here's the thing. Not who do you want to see him fight, but who do you think is most likely, and then give me who do you want to. No, I think I think I think both of these. Oh, they're okay. They're viable options. Got it. Sorry. Super viable. Super viable. Ricky Simone. I love that option. Cody Stammen. Okay. See? Okay. Oh, okay. got a little okay. eyebrow raise there. Okay. I think Cody likes 145, though, but I'll, okay. Everyone's talking because Cody coming off the Marab fight, you know, like everyone wants to see, as do I, they want to see Sean O'Malley fight a wrestler. They want to see someone that's going to test him on the ground. This isn't the freaking Derek Luces of the world where you're just going to get a guy to stand and bang. You want to see the versatility in their fighting arsenal. Mm-hmm. I want to see Sean O'Malley on the ground. I want to see what his jiu-jitsu is. I want to see what pressure up against the cage looks like. Cody Stamen and Ricky Simone both have that in spades. And 
They're both right hanging in that. I think Cody's what ranked 13 or 14. Simone's not even ranked. Like they're all right there. Okay. I got you. I'm okay. gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brian Kelleher. Mm. Yeah. I think. I think. I think yeah. I, I think Brian Kelleher is a good spot. And oh man, I like Ricky Simone too. I think that's a good one too. I'll go Ricky Simone. I, but Mike, yeah, yeah. Give me Ricky Simone or Brian Kelleher. I think either one of those are good spots for him. I think they're. I think they're equal parts competitive plus tough fights. Give us a good opportunity to see where see where O'Malley's at. So, yeah, I, I prefer to see Kelleher because I feel like Kelleher can do a better job mixing it up on the feet as well as implementing some wrestling. Um, whereas Simone is probably going to have a pretty clear cut game plan. We're not going to stand. We're going to we're going to take you down. Um, and as much fun as I love seeing people get mauled or drowned slowly on TV, I would I'd like to see O'Malley be in a competitive matchup with somebody. Right. Um, it's just he I don't want to say he fights so infrequently, but he does fight so infrequently. And when he does, it tends to either be a wild mismatch or he gets beat. So I want to see him evenly partnered up against somebody like give, give him a willing, worth worthwhile, worthy and well qualified dance partner. Be nice to see Kelleher by guillotine. Oh yeah, yeah. Me likey. Me likey. All right, let's see here. Um, ba, 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 ba. All right, this guy's asking for top seven or top ten, but that's too many people. So top three bantamweights that I like based on skill set. He says, "Give me your top seven or top ten one thirty fivers based on skill set." That's a long time. We'll be here forever talking about that. Give me your top three bantamweights right now that you, that you like slash skill set. What do you got? I think outside of the you know quote unquote champion, I think the top three it's a revolving door. I mean, okay. they're by far and away better skill sets and and uh, Peter Yan, um, Corey Sandhagen, and Rob Font, dude. I think those three. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's such a disparity outside of that one. Cause once you go to the Jose Aldo's who's on the back end of his career, Cody Garbrandt obviously hasn't been lived up mental hype, go down the line, Marlon Marais, obviously he's, he's eroded. I mean, it just starts to go down. You get into the Frankie Edgars. It's almost like guys of yesteryear until hmm. you get into the eight, nine, 10 rankings, but then those guys are too green. So I think it's literally those top three and I hate picking the top three, but that's it outside of Aljamain Sterling. I don't think Aljamain Sterling is in the top five. Gotcha. I like Marab. I think Marab's a dark horse of that division. Um, mm. good, good. I mean, just good luck. I don't know who's going to beat him. I know Ricky Simone has the win over him, but I, I don't know about that. So just good luck beating Marab, whoever whoever it's going to be. Um, I like Rob Font. Obviously, the, the win over uh, Garbrandt was a master class, but I'm not knocking people over at the ticket booth to buy tickets to see Rob Font fight. Um right. Now the flip side of that, Corey Sandhagen, I believe, is can't miss TV. Yeah, um, Corey Sandhagen is the next generation of what a combat sports athlete is capable of. He's a video game. He's an absolute video game. I I, I just I won't stop singing his praises, man. Um, I know he got human backpack by Aljamain Sterling, but I feel like if they fought ten times, that happens one time. I think that was the outlier. Aljo. Uh, it's really hard for me to not be super bitter about Aljo because I really feel like Aljo was getting pieced up by Piotr and really, I don't want to say he took the easy way out, man, but I, yeah, he did. 
I've seen, and I, again, I'm not a combat sports athlete. I didn't fight that fight. I didn't get hit with that knee. Was it a blatantly illegal knee? A hundred percent. It wasn't an illegal knee. I won't say that it wasn't. It absolutely was. And it's on Piotr Jan to be aware of the rule set in which he's competing. And it's like, he looked at his corner and was like, should I need him in the face? Yeah, I'm going to him in the face. And you need him in the face. You did that, bro. You, you did that. And Al just said he couldn't continue. And as such, man, it is what it is. Um, you know, where, what does, are you gonna, where does where does TJ fit in this whole thing? He's got to come back and win one. If he does, he's right back in it, man. I mean, I don't know how much of I don't know how much of TJ's um, skill set was EPO related. I mean, he's an absolute murderer. He's a murderer, man. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens when he comes back. But if he comes back and he beats Corey, then yeah. Who who are you to not to deny him anything? Uh, will he always have the asterisk by his name? Of course, he's a cheater and he got caught. He admitted to it. It wasn't like a wrongful injection, picogram, gas station dick pill like John Jones allegedly. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy was, you know, basically putting horse blood in his body. So yeah, I, I mean, he he knew what he did. He cheated. He won while cheating. It doesn't count. But if he comes back and he accomplishes the same things clean. The asterisk gets a little bit smaller, but it's still there. It'll always be there. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm going to go on steroids, I think. Do it. You should. You have no yeah, reason not to. Why wouldn't I you? I, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about the the rages, you know. I'm already kind of a fiery guy, you know what I mean? And <laughs> You think you're fiery? I'm super fiery, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's interesting. What do you think your blood pressure's at? I don't even know what numbers are normal and what are not. Gotcha. Do you have a history of high blood pressure in your family? No. You guys seem pretty. I, I imagine it's kind of hard. I mean, isn't the whole thing with California? You guys are supposed to be laid back and kind of chill. Yeah, yeah, we're minor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not worried about the small dick thing. I already got that going. So it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? That was a weird turn. I just, you know, you say you're fiery. I'm just saying, like, when was like when was the last time you yelled at somebody in your car loud enough for some for them to hear it? Like alone. Just yeah, at all. Like when was fiery. I? I'm not. A, I'm not a psychopath, dude. Oh, okay. So you're not that. You're not that angry. Are you Got screaming it. at yourself in your car alone? Oh, bro, all day long. All day long. <laughs> dude, we need to take you to a doctor. All day long. You should. I mean, listen. You've talked to me while I'm driving. You know, I'm a. I, I yell the whole time. No, you're pissed off at other drivers. But if you're just sitting there alone screaming at God knows what, man, we need to take you to a doctor. Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, we should probably talk to somebody then. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. About you right now. What's your most confident bet for UFC 264? Oh boy, dude. <laughs> uh, Wonder Boy by decision. Over Gilbert Burns. <laughs> okay. 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 Dude, you don't think he'll knock the- Gilbert out? I mean, it's possible. Okay. I should just do straight money line. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get cute. Do. Just Wonder Boy over Gilbert. Don't get cute. Are you are you there too? Am I there taking Wonder Boy over Gilbert? Yeah. I, I feel like I always have to bet on Wonder Boy just because statistically there's just like two people on the planet that have ever beat him. So why three people? Why why would I bet against him ever? I just do I think Gilbert Burns is weirdly sneaky fast and can touch Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on his 41-year-old chin and knock him out? <laughs> yes, I do believe that he can. Um but on the flip side of that, I think that he every time I think that's going to happen, he comes out and puts out some weird range fighting masterclass where he right. eye kicks and 
straight writes you to freaking death. And then it, it just pisses me off to no end. And he was on his way to doing that to Anthony Pettis when Anthony Pettis knocked him out. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe that Steve Warner boy Thompson is going to beat Gilbert Burns. I, I don't love that fight at all. Um, because I, even with a dominant win over Gilbert, they are not going to give Wonder Boy another title shot. There is nothing here. I'm going to go out on record and say this. No, there, it's just like his brother-in-law, dude, Chris Wyman. They're one fight away always from a title shot. There is no, well, here's the thing is that Wonder Boy actually is and can make arguments for title shots. But here's the thing. The UFC is never going to give Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson another title shot. Why? Because I don't the, care the if he goes out there and kicks Gilbert Burns' face off like it's surgically removed like he takes it off the way uh jessica i took that girl's ear off i don't care if he does that to gilbert burns's nose they will never give stephen wonderboy thompson another title shot he's not on anybody's radar in the welder weight division nobody is going to fight him no well, it's it, yeah it's because the stain when he fought tyron woodley in new york in madison square garden the boring most boring title fight of all time oh damian maya anderson silva was pretty bad Ooh, that was pretty bad. Speaking though, that was I was more so trying to get a rise because that is a very competitive fight. My most confident play, without a doubt, on this card, and you just said it. I'm not betting on Jessica I, but I am betting on Jennifer Maya to absolutely submit the shit out of Jessica I on 264. You're wild. What, dude? You're that's wild. like that's a lock. That's not even a question. You're wild. I haven't even looked at the line, dude. It's probably so Maya minus 500. Wild. You just make stuff up as you go. You really do. You just make it up as you go. Um, yeah, I don't know about that at all. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I would call that my favorite uh, play of the night. A couple fights on, the, on that card that I do really like. Ty Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Can we please, please, Ty Tuivasa, please do what we've been asking for. Yeah. Can you please knock him out? Um, and then, you know, honestly – I really want to take Trevin Giles big money over Driscus Duplessis, but Trevin Giles continually pisses me off because right. he does not have the next go, the next level. He doesn't have the next gear to go into, and it makes me mad. Uh, but Driscus Duplessis, despite getting a win in his debut, was not impressing me prior to that. Right. Uh, fight I am super excited about is Ilya Taporia versus Ryan Hall. Yes, I love it. But I can't say that I feel confident about that fight in any way, shape, or form picking either side of that. I just really, really like the fight. It's a great fight. This is what we always talk about. Wrestler versus jiu-jitsu. What but, is superior? But Tuporia's got a black belt as well. There's there's levels. There's levels. There's I know there's levels. I know. Listen, I know there's levels. I know there's levels. Dude, I, I Ryan Hall can Imanari from the rooftop and find your leg, dude. Like the guy is. There's a reason he's called the wizard, man. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the one they pit prospects against each other like this. Right. My only, but you got to separate the wheat from the chaff. So I get it. I get it. All right. And then obviously the main event, but we're not talking about we're not talking about the main event just yet. Right. All right. Would Dale rather only drink hard seltzers for the rest of his life or only bet women's favorites? Fuck out of it. I mean they they both sound pretty enticing. Oh boy. This is this is a tough one, man. Tough is one. It? Yeah, it really is, man. I drew my first F bomb out of me at all, all night. I was trying to watch my language tonight. Um 
Wooddale rather only drink hard seltzers for the rest of his life, dude, for the rest of my life, or only bet women's favorites? I would rather. I'd rather. Oh God, only, why is this a big deal, dude? I'd rather only bet women's favorites. I need beer. I can't do hard seltzers. Okay, you're obviously not trying to stay hydrated. Then this is ridiculous. I can't drink static. I can't drink. I can't drink TV static with with the hint. It's like. It's like somebody ate a Starburst and burped into a can of static. That's what drinking a seltzer is like. It is not anything like it. It's like, dude, uh, dude, what was that? What was that drink that Gatorade came out with? It was the water with the hint of flavor. Um, yeah. It was a big deal for a really long time. It's not like that, dude. There's so many more notes. And it, sure. you, I notes? Can drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what the, the people say that they're sophisticated. Notes. Okay. All right, go ahead. Keep, carry on. I drank a yeah. White Claw the other day, and I wasn't even sure that it, the can was empty. Like, <laughs> I had one in. You're talking about the rogue actors in the beer fridge. There was a mango White Claw, which is under my assumption those are one of the good ones. Oh, my God. Again, if you're a high school chick, yes. What What else am I supposed to be drinking? Dude, Ashland. Ashland, dude. It's made with alkaline water. Like, you could drink 500 of them, be on a super good drunk buzz, but then know you're like treating your body right at the same time. Dude, when you're drinking beer, trust me, you're making me seem like I'm like anti-beer. I love me some beer, but I'm also trying to treat my body like a freaking golden god that it is, man. And putting alkaline water in mixed with alcohol is what the gods said is how to live a life. That's what if I'm you doing. were to treat your body like a like a golden temple, wouldn't you have made the wiener part of it bigger? Dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, drink beer, drink beer, drink mead, drink whiskey. That's it. That's all you need. I'm all thrown off. You're talking about my wiener now. You, dude, you brought Who's up your calling wiener it first. wieners, dude. Huh? Who calls it a wiener? I call it a wiener. <laughs> dude, I, call it, I call it a wiener. And when your son gets old enough and he's running around, you'll call it a wiener too. I don't think I don't think anyone calls it a wiener, dude. Dude, everyone, dude, come on. That's the that's the preferred nomenclature. So like you just like in college, you're like, dude, check out this wiener. No, when it's so when it's <laughs> 10 and under, it's it's a wiener. Okay. And then whenever you're like 13 through 20, then you can call it whatever you want, right? Cock. Yes, that's <laughs> that's so crass. That's disgusting. And then I mean, we're not describing adult videos here, so there's no need for that. And then anything after that, it's it's fair game. It's whatever suits the occasion. It depends on it depends on the context. And what we're talking about here, I'm talking about your privates in a in a um, in a more open, non medical but still conversational fashion. So it's a wiener. Read that comment right there. Well, in I mean, his defense, the state statue of David is considered the perfect image of a man, and his wiener isn't big at all. That is, I so think true. that's open Thanks, to interpretation. Man. If I'm not mistaken, the statue of David is like 12 feet tall. So that, perspectively speaking, that ween is probably pretty large. Fair, 
David's also super ripped. Though. He's so he, super ripped. He was on EPO for he sure. He definitely EPO'd out. Well, you know what he did? He ate super clean grass-fed beef with no hormones, just like you can find at Steak Classy Meats when you use promo code FIST and save 10%. So <laughs> there was definitely, I mean. Dude, you don't think that the statue of David was drinking alkaline water with his alcohol? Are you kidding? How would he be, How would he have even known there was alkaline in the water? What are you talking about? That's He's made God, up science. Dude. That's he made knows up everything. science. Alkaline water is made up science. It's made up. Are they putting double A batteries in it? What are you talking about? Alkaline in the water? What it's you're making it up as you go. No, it's a thing. I don't really know what it is. That's tap water from a house in Dearborn, Michigan, and they're putting a label on it and going, it's alkaline water. And you're like, "Mm, I love it. Whole Foods, nine dollars a gallon. Yum yum yum. I love it. I'm super hydrated. That's not it, bro. It's Dude, not if it's it. expensive, it's definitely better for you. <laughs> That's true. I bought it at Whole Foods. They can't yeah. lie about this. They can't. They can't. They can't. It's it's on the wrap or it's on the it's on the label. So listen, you live in California. I've told you this before. Anytime I've been out west, you guys are freaking healthy out there, man. That's what um, we are. you got you guys are you guys are super healthy. You guys, yeah. whatever it is that you do out there, keep doing it. Um, my only concern is is that you guys, even with all your healthiness, you don't live longer than the rest of the company so or the rest of the country. So you really need to, I'm telling you, you come out here, you eat some barbecue, you drink some beer, you get some whiskey in your system, and you start living that good life, bro. Come out here. Come on. Come, come, come on. Come on. Bro, like I said, once the government gives me the keys to get these shackles off my legs, I'm yeah. there. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I, I will say this. We had something weird happen today. And um, I was at work. And this girl walked through the office and she, she was like, she got up from her desk and she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Am I wearing a mask still? Like she's just talking to like, just nobody. Like there's just, we're all like just sitting there. And she's just like, she's like, I don't know what to do with this mask thing. I feel like I should wear it, but yet I don't want to wear it. And then if I don't wear it, I feel like people look at me funny. And we were all like, Hey, random person, none of us wear masks and haven't for a long time. Why do you feel like you need to wear a mask? She's like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I feel more comfortable with it on. And I'm like, and I'm like, that that was my exact thought. I I don't say anything because HR is not my friend. So I don't want to talk to them at all. And I was like, this is weird. And they're all talking to her and they're like, you know, well, if you want to wear it, you should wear it. And you're doing the right thing by other people. And this other guy's like, what are you talking about? It's 99% survival rate. If you don't want to wear a mask, you ain't got to wear a mask and don't wear it. Don't wear it for me. I don't need your charity. And she's like, all right, I'm not going to wear a mask. And she just walked out. And I was like, all right, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, but that's, you see, that's you a see, very South Carolina thing. All right, let's I, go. No, totally. And the thing is, the accent you just said is like so perfect to the person that would say that. Oh, the, the God dang COVID, dude, 99%er. Well, that's like, what I mean, listen, it, but it's the truth, though. We, I mean, so I don't no, know. No, but man. if you had someone that came and said, hey, right. the science has told us, much like alkaline water, that right. at 99.9%, you know, like someone says it like that, very <laughs> succinct and very logical, right. factual, and right. intelligently. Right. I'm going to believe it more. Right. But then the dang COVID. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm, it is, is coronavirus real? 100% it's real. It's been around for a long time. There's variations of it that are more or less deadly than the other ones. I 100% right. agree with that. And like, like I've said before, my, my stepdad, Mark was immunodeficient for a year because he was undergoing chemotherapy. So COVID in our house and in my mom's house was a very real thing. And everybody was very scared of it because the man literally had no immune system. It was 
taken. Right. It was he, he had no immune system whatsoever. So even the common cold, let alone something like this, could have definitely taken him out. I, I don't discount COVID as a real thing at all. No. But what I'm saying is, is this girl's like in her mid-20s. She's in good shape. She's like, you know, for all outwards appearances, do, does not appear to have anything wrong with her physically. And it was like this, what, what struck me about it, and I don't know how we got here, was this, com, this she felt compelled to put this mask on. Right. And like, like she was doing some sort of virtuous thing to help out other people. And I was just like, I don't, I don't understand that portion of it. But right. again, it's one of those things where it's like, you do it if you want to, but don't feel like you have to for somebody else if you don't want to. And then it was like causing her, you could see it was like spinning her up. Like, I don't know what to do with myself here. It was like this weird moment that she was having. It was like a very communal thing where she was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Help me. And I was like, so strange. I don't, I don't understand that. It's hardcore, man. You just got to live your life how you want to live it, but don't let anyone impose on your ideology or how you believe you should live your life. Just fucking live your life and wash your fucking hands. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a weird spot for sure. I don't envy anybody uh, that that's, that's had to deal with it on. I mean, I've known people that have had it. I luckily did not. Uh, it affects people differently, but it is what it is. All right. So that being said, last one. Thoughts on the recent booking of Tatiana Suarez versus Roxanne Modafferi. I mean, we talked about this with the Kayla Harrison fight being the most odd line of all time. I feel like how do you not put freaking Tatiana Suarez at the most crazy heavy favorite money? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely going to be a huge favorite, but, but don't forget, Roxanne is like the prospect killer. I know, but Tatiana Suarez is, is like the wrestler killer. She is the grade A wrestler outside of like a Carla Esparza in that division. And when you look at that, it's a total confliction in body styles. It's a completely confliction as it relates to fighting styles. Sure. I'm going to go with, as you would, always go with a wrestler. And this is a wrestler that's going to come in way thicker. Roxanne Montefiore, while she might be, you know, a little bit more active on her back, when you have someone that thick of a chick laying on you in side control, you're not getting out. What do you make of the inactivity of Suarez, though? Plus, she's coming off a neck injury, too. Neck injuries right. are so weird, man. Wrestlers with neck injuries, that makes me nervous. Oh, uh, yeah. If you don't believe when she shoots from the outside to get her, you know, her head on the outside of the hip, she's going to hesitate for a second. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but I think also when you get in there, you get the – the energy going, the endorphins moving. Um, she'll loosen up. I think ring rust. I don't know what to believe with ring rust, dude. <coughs> do I do I go the Dom Cruz way and think that ring rust is just it's a fugazi, dude, or do I go and think that very dust, bro? Do I think it's a real thing? I would think if I was a fighter that ring rust is for sure for sure a thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like uh, I would imagine. I mean, I, I know what it's like. Competing in other things, you don't do it for a long time. Like, you know, I mean, what what, what did you play? Water polo? What did you play? I, I played everything, dude. No, what did you play? Come on. Don't I played tennis. I played you tennis. downplay this. I don't know why you downplay this tennis thing. Why do you downplay it? I knew well, you played tennis because I don't forget anything ever. I haven't played tennis since college, dude. Okay. So if you went out and started, what do you, what, what do you swing? A racket? If you started swinging the old racket around. Uh, yeah. The can't old, do that anymore. The old kit, the old rack. If you started swinging that rack, do you think you you think you'd be rusty? Well, I can't because I've had four surgeries on my right arm. I cannot. I literally cannot swing a racket. Okay, so let's pretend that you didn't have four <laughs> surgeries on your right arm and entertain me here 
It's freaking goodness gracious, Goldilocks. This <laughs> one's not just right. This one's not. Do you think it without playing for four years or, and Tatiana Suarez is thinking whatever it's been like 30 months without doing it, do you think that you go out there and be able to compete at a high level again? No. That's what I'm saying. It's It has to exist to an extent. It has to. It has Maybe. to. I mean, I know Maybe. practice, practice, you, you practice how you play or whatever the, whatever the old adage is, but still, man, that's a rough spot to be in to go back in there. I think, I think Roxanne for all intents and purposes coming back is a perfect opponent because Roxanne is as slow as time when you're waiting at the DMV. She is just painstakingly slow. I think it'll be just fine uh, as far as fight speed is concerned. It's just going to be the adrenaline of being in an actual fist fight again, I think, is what she's got to worry about. But other than that, I think she'll be just fine. I think Roxanne is a perfect opponent to come back to. It's a good one. It's a good tune-up. But to a prospect killer, it's also a really scary one. Gotcha. So next week, we are going to um, – Stoney from Run It Back sent us a text, said next week will be the Dober Hot Wings joint episode. So okay. um we're wow. probably yet to be determined, but what we're, what we will probably do is just do a joint episode with them next week. Yeah. With there being no UFC events, so we'll probably just do a joint episode with them instead of a solo episode of us and then another joint venture with them. So we'll probably do the live stream with them next weekend with Dober eating hot wings next Friday or Saturday night. So stay tuned for that. We'll get you a hard time for it. Um, but that's really kind of it, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? Dude, speak, speaking of Dover, I don't know if you saw his most recent Instagram post, but he put some quote about there about like living his life and no regrets or whatever it is. And he's sitting there looking out to the the Denver land, just uh-huh. you know, ominous, whatever. And he's holding a beer. And I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, Dobes, dude. He's living what? that life, dude. He's having a beer. Honed in on that beer. It's a diet ginger beer. Diet ginger beer. Damn it. I'm like, he's such an athlete, dude. Does ginger beer have alcohol in it? No. Oh, okay. Oh, so ginger beer is like root beer. Yeah. But with ginger. Oh, is it spicy? But I was all pumped. I'm like, you 183 monster right now, just living your best life. Well, he told you he drinks wine. He said he doesn't like beer. He likes wine. I know. But for a moment, I was like, look at this guy. And then it was diet ginger beer. So So what do we want to try to do here? Let's let's plot and scheme real quick. Do you want want to see if we can't somehow convince him to get hammered for Saturday night? Yeah. Or do what if we all drink wine? Please don't make me drink wine. Can I drink beer or whiskey? No, we're going to drink wine. We're going to go pinkies up. I'm bringing my top hat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not for, so. So it's 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 not our show. Um, so, oh, okay. So it's the running back show. So we'll see what they want to do. Right. Um, but yeah. All right. We'll do some alcohol. We'll do some chicken wings. We'll answer their questions. Lord knows what those guys are going to ask us, man. I have no idea. Um, real quick, last one in the chat. Thoughts on Gone versus Lewis in that situation? Oh, let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk. Let's do. The, let's do Gone Lewis, and then we'll wrap up with your thoughts on the Joe Schilling situation. So. Ooh. So, Gone Lewis interim title fight. What are your thoughts on the interim title fight with with Gone versus Lewis? Absurd. absurd. Really? Right, you think it's absurd? absurd? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Nagano fart fought in March, dude. Nagano fart. Okay, good. He fought in March. True. We True. waited years and years and years for other people call it the DCs. We, you know, the mm-hmm. the steep A ordeal. But what? Three months later, and you're already calling for interim. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Absolutely not. Dude, I'm all for it. Here's why. If you look at, if you, dude, featherweight and heavyweight are the two most log jammed, downtrodden, slow moving, drudge, Israelites through the forest, 40 years of wandering with nothing happening divisions in the entire UFC. In the last, what, four years, five years, there's been the same two, three people fighting each other round robin in both of those divisions for titles. And then they do it, and they do it nine months to a year apart. Yes, to your point, he won it in March, okay? Dude, he wanted to move it to September. He said it was March. March! You said he won it in March. Perfect. No, I know, I know. I'm saying... finish my point. No, no. He... Real quick, dude. They they wanted to give him August. Mm-hmm. He said no September. Mm-hmm. So not only did he only fight three months ago, but mm-hmm. he only wanted to change the calendar by a month. Mm-hmm. And that's if he's able to make it to the show at that time. If he can make it, barring no injury, barring no pullout from from Derek Lewis. Um, March fight with Stipe. First UFC heavyweight title fight of the year. Happens three months in, so we're at the end of the first quarter. So we have a March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Five months later. Okay, so now we're eight months into the year. He's not going to fight before the end of the year. So that means in the entire calendar year, your boy defended the title one time per calendar year. The UFC wants an active heavyweight champion. They are praying to the MMA gods that Brian Ortega beats Alexander uh, Volkanovsky because yeah. they want to make they want to make they want to make Ortega active. They are praying that they can get an active heavyweight champ. And the fact that 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 either Ngannou or his manager doesn't want to play ball, all they're doing is just flexing their muscle. Interim title shots, interim title fights mean nothing. Look at the Justin Gaethje interim title. Do you remember Justin Gaethje was an interim heavyweight or interim lightweight champ at one time? Remember that? Right. That was a thing. They gave Justin Gaethje a belt. Remember that? And he set it down on the ground. I was like, yeah, I don't want that. Neither one of these guys have to do that, but they need to bill it as something in order to keep the division moving forward. I understand that you've got Francis Ngannou fighting, but the dude's fought five times in the last three years and has four total minutes of fight time. Nobody wants to see him fight if you're not a hardcore fan. You cannot sell him to the casual fan because you don't get to see him often enough. You know what made Mike Tyson so great? Mike Tyson, in his heyday, you know what made him so great when he was 19 and he was 20-0 and 0 with 20 knockouts and nobody had seen the second round is the dude fought every six weeks. So I was like, oh, cool. You missed him in September? Great. Watch when he knocks out this other tomato can at the end of October. Oh, you missed that one? You're in luck. Here's a here's a turkey day special. He's going to knock out some other tomato can. So you were able to build the hype around him because people saw him being active and actively murdering people. Francis Ngannou, I'm going to fight once every three, four, five, six months. I'm going to fight for 30 seconds. I'm going to come at you like a wild cat and knock you out. And then I'm just going to disappear in the wasteland. I don't speak great English. So I'm not super personable. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but people are like, "All right, cool, that guy's nice and soft spoken. All right, cool, I guess he's, I guess he's nice. Feel good story, you know. He worked in the salt mines of Cambodia or whatever that was. Great, but are you? Are there people out there going, "Wow, look at the story of Francis Ngannou. I really cannot wait to see him fight again." No, can you say that about Ghana and Lewis? Lewis is a fake comedian, and Ghana is soft spoken too. Of course, that's why they want to just get them fighting because they need something to happen. That's my whole point. 
That's my whole point. Cyril Gone makes me fall asleep. He's right. he starts talking, I fell asleep. When he fights, I'm awake. When he starts talking, I fall asleep. Derek Lewis is like funny as long as he's not trying to be funny, but he's athlete funny like Shaq. The moment he tries, he's not funny anymore. But you got to not try. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Heavyweight right now or a bunch of duds. It's a duddy division. It depends how you how you hold They're that interim nuts. belt, dude. If you're if you're if you're Colby Covington, it's the real belt, dude. Right, but none of them have the personality of a Colby. None right. of them. None of them. They're all, dude. It's classic big guy stuff. Have you ever met big guys that are like full of zeal and personality and quick mm-hmm. on their feet and um, you know, like snappy? No, they're yeah. all they're all California. They're all just whoa, I'm just chilling, conserving energy because I'm big <laughs> as a house. Like that's that's it. Like my, my buddy Bob, he's one of the largest human beings I've ever seen in my entire life. He he's he's comically large, like six foot eight, three hundred and twenty pounds, but. Bob is the nicest person on the planet Earth. He got into a fight the other day. This is I'll tell. I'm gonna tell a Bob fight story. So my friend Sounds Bob, like Fight Club, dude. No, fight my, club? no, my friend Bob, who's like six foot seven, six foot eight, three hundred twenty pounds, got into a fight at the golf course the other day. He was at a scramble with my brother, and you know my brother. He's a notorious shit stirrer. He, he carries around a spoon so he can stir it up wherever he goes. Yeah. And there's a guy that's drunk because it's a, go- a golf scramble. And if you're going to golf, you got to drink beer. It's a thing. And this guy is walking around and he's he's talking a lot of trash. And they're with, uh, they're with another gentleman who's part of their scramble party who's fairly soft-spoken. And for whatever reason, this this soft-spoken gentleman is the, is the object of the drunk guy's ire. The, the drunk guy's after this dude. For whatever reason, he's trying to pick a fight. Bob repeatedly warns this guy, and Trey, I'm not joking when I tell you six foot eight and over 300 pounds. He's massive. Now, is he chiseled? No, but he's a big boy. You don't yeah. want him to get a hold of you. Right. Um, and Bob's like, kind of like, hey, dude, you got to stop. You got to stop. Just chill out. This dude does not want to do it. So Bob, while this guy's picking a fight with the soft-spoken guy, walks up behind him, puts him in a rear naked choke, and chokes him unconscious. Very calm, very cool, very collected. There mm-hmm. was no, there was no trash talk. There was no nothing. He literally choked this guy unconscious in the middle of a golf course parking lot with a hundred right. people around. Just choked this guy unconscious for no, like just whatever. The guy had his car open because he was getting ready to leave and drive drunk, so he saved him from getting a DUI. But then, in his gentle green mile way, picked up this guy's lifeless body that he just choked out and set him inside of his car and shut the door. Genius. Who does that except for a big guy? Who does that? Big guys do that. If you did that to somebody, would you pick him up and put him in the car? No, you'd leave him laying in the parking lot or you'd stomp on him while he was sleeping. No, because I'm in California and they'd probably sue me. So I'd probably do the exact same thing and just hope that the guy thinks, like, oh shit, I got so wasted. I was thinking about driving, but I passed out. Dude. I just I don't I don't I don't understand it. So shout out everyone to Bob. in California has an uncle that's a lawyer that's willing to sue. Yeah, it's true. Well, Charleston's the same way. Everybody, uh, most of the thing here is, do you know who my dad is or who my oh, uncle is? Yeah, it's a lot of who my dad, who my uncle is here. Yeah, exactly. A lot exactly. of who my dad, who my uncle is. So yeah, shout out, shout out to my boy Bobby Swartout. Um, he played, uh, yeah, he played collegiate basketball and uh, baseball. Dual sport athlete. He was a bad mamma jam when it comes to. Also got me ludicrously drunk last time we played beer pong together because he is a sniper on the cups, just yeah. a sniper, ludicrously yeah. drunk. Just, and I th- just I'm, Fire Island all day long. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I fancy myself as a pretty decent pong player and he just, he's like, Oh, you think you're good. There's levels to this son and just murdered yeah. me. You seem yeah. like the guy I'd partner with and you'd start bouncing off the right away. Right off the rip, you'd start bouncing. I'd be like, you're trying to bounce. We're trying Please. to get to fire Island, dude, back off. Please. That's not the case at all. I am a calm, cool, collected tactician when it comes to drinking games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the consummate athlete competitive statesman when it comes to all things competitive i i you cannot you cannot ask for a better partner than me i'm a liability yeah i know you are i know I you spill are. my own glasses it's a whole thing i know all right yeah. all right and the last thing talking about being drunk in public joe Schilling, pieced up they said he was drunk but to me he looked like a dude vibing <laughs> joe Schilling just butchered this dude man um your thoughts on that i don't know i've gone back and forth dude i don't know man he's just enjoying his time at applebee's and freaking professional fighter comes out of nowhere and just cold cocks him um well he didn't come out of nowhere there was a confrontation slight and he flexed ever so slightly with his shoulders but he did kind of he did give him uh, so (laughs) he proud peacocked him for a quick second you know he stuck his chest out um my thing is you're a professional fighter. You are. Mm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Cause I wanted to address this person particularly. Yeah. I think it came in our DMS. Like you're a professional fighter. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, that's a tool set. It's like, as if you were to like carry dude, like you hold a special talent or a special thing in your fist that could put the lights out on anyone. Like I think it's, it's almost like employment status. If you are employed by a fighting agency and that's mm-hmm. what you do for a living and you that's how you make your buck, you shouldn't be able to use your tools at work outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Now, he might have been totally in the right. The guy might have been a total racist prick. He might have had, you know, issues with his, his previous, you know, female companions prior to that. Might have rightly so deserved every piece of that, you know, three piece that he got to his absolute face. Don't disagree with that. I just don't know if Joe Schilling, you know, walking up in a two-second thing can flip the switch and put the lights on someone without getting his hand slapped just ever so slightly. Interesting. Okay. So a couple couple different things with this. <laughs> My beers are starting to kick in. We gotta we gotta get out of here before I get us in trouble. All right. So I I understand I understand the point you're making, right? I, I <laughs> this freaking guy. Oh, he's got me so angry. I'm gonna try to keep it under control here. All right. No, so, let it fly. I've heard no, a couple no, of comments so here, today. I'm just like, let's just, so, let's just cancel ourselves, dude. Right, go. Cancel it. Go, go for it. Run, young cub. No. So here's the thing, right? Is that my man is at, at Smoky Bones, Applebee's, whatever this restaurant is, whatever this establishment is. And there, if you're unfamiliar with the video that we're talking about, it's all over social media. You can just simply sh- uh, search Joe Schilling fight or whatever. Or you can go to our, our social channel, Punchless MMA, and check it out. What we have here is a gentleman at a, he's in a suit or not, he's in a tie, appears to be some sort of corporate function. There's a female there. She's hugging on him. He seems to be vibing, having a good time, right? Uh, There's music playing. It is, it it is rap music. I'm not sure what is, I believe it was Snoop, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Here's a dirty little secret. That's not a secret that everybody knows. Okay. Uh, What are you going to say? If you're a dude, white dude, Hispanic dude, Asian guy, 
white guy, black guy, purple guy, and you're listening to Snoop, 50 Cent, Lil John, any of the Lils, any of that, <laughs> any of that. I don't care if you have I don't the N-word. No, no, I don't care if you have one beer in you or you have 10 beers in you. When you rap those lyrics, you skip a word. You don't though. You, you don't. Do. You don't. So let me ask you. So when you're in the car, let's say you're in the car, okay? And you're by yourself, you're telling me you edit yourself. No, okay, no, it's a yes or no question, Trey. It's mm-hmm. a yes or no question. All right, fine. You, you answer no, you, just by answer myself. That no. You don't ex- exactly. So if you're with your boys, let's say it's me and you in the car and we're vibing. Are you editing yourself? No. Exactly. So my man is at, at no, listen, my man is at piece. my my man is at Applebee's. He's got he's got what it's it's one dollar vodka lemonade night. He's got four or five of them in, in in him. He's with his people. And he's having a, a good time. Place. He's in a place. Sure, sure. Everybody's tolerance for that is different. What I'm, I'm saying, not editing myself in a public place. I understand you. You are editing yourself. I'm you not editing say. myself in a public place. I'm editing myself with my boys in a confined space, not in a public place. Absolutely not. What? That's the opposite. Flip that. You're saying it wrong. No. If I'm in the car with my boys, or I'm in my the confines of my house with my boys, I'm not editing myself. If sure. I'm at Applebee's, I'm at a restaurant and there's other passer goers or people nearby. Sure. I'm editing myself. Okay, that makes sense. Now, are you doing the same thing in what appears to be a relatively empty restaurant and you're six, seven, eight vodka lemonades deep? Are you still gonna have that same wherewithal and self-control? Speculation. Speculation, exactly. Okay. So that being said, it's not like my man's there with a white hood on leading a clan rally. He's vibing along to Snoop. Okay. That doesn't excuse it if you want to put a lot of weight on that. But what bothers me about this is Joe Schilling said he went outside to smoke. Now, you and I have watched, and anybody listening to this has watched a million different fight videos on YouTube and Instagram and everything else. Anytime there is picture-perfect cinematography non-shakiness that's being set up, it's either a security camera or it's premeditated. So explain to me why there was a camera perfectly placed on this dude. Oh, boy. Why was there there a camera perfectly placed on my man? And even during the conflict, it didn't move. Somebody didn't shake it to go see what was happening. It just stayed perfect because somebody, i.e. Joe Schilling's boys, were like, Joe's Joe's really mad. Watch this. I'm going to see. We'll just go ahead and hit record here and just see what happens. And then they just sat back. Knowing full well knowing full well that something could happen and something did happen. Now, I want to address you – know, you go ahead. You have something to say. Go ahead. What do you got? No, no, no. Go ahead. I, okay. I don't think this was premeditated, but go on. I think – I think – I don't think it was premeditated, but I think that when – and I think everybody has been in a situation like this where whether you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant with a bar – and it's at a certain point in time in the evening, and there there are people and patrons in that place that you can tell are putting off a different vibe, right? That they That's aren't fair. looking for it, but they're not avoiding it either, right? They're That's the fair. ones that get a little bit louder. They're the ones that kind of walk around. They're the right. ones that are talking louder. That don't really care if there's kids in there. They're dropping really loud f bombs, or whatever the case may be. They're just 
they're not not looking for it, but they're not avoiding it either. Right. And Joe Schilling, being Joe Schilling, has never struck me as the type of dude, because you've heard Cowboy tell a million stories about him and Joe fighting random dudes at bars, has never struck me as the type of dude to completely avoid a confrontation or back away from it in any way, shape, or form. So whether or not Joe was looking for it, he wasn't shying away from anything whatsoever that night. Okay? Yeah. All right. So that being said, I'm going to address this person that got us on um, on Instagram. said, why is a fighter held to a higher standard in these situations? But anybody else in a different profession isn't. Joe Schilling reacted like a normal person would have because he is a normal person. The guy's body language didn't look helpless till he got knocked out. I, I very much disagree with this. I very much disagree with. This. So why is that a fighter is held to a higher standard in these situations, but anybody else in a different pr- uh, profession isn't? You're one. The levels of stupidity in that statement alone are <laughs> staggering. And here's why they're staggering. Let's apply that to police officers. Okay. As a police officer, you are what? You are held to a higher standard in conflict resolution and the distribution of violence, or you're supposed to be anyway, right? That's the, that is a higher standard. If you are a professional fighter, this is what you do for a living to pay your bills. You are a, you, you uh, use conflict to pay your bills you are held to a higher standard in matters of conflict and violence. You should be able to either one, be way more proficient than everybody else in them, or two, understand the idea of what force is necessary to defuse a situation more than your average person. In the same way that you don't send the military after somebody when they're speeding, right? A guy bumps into you in a bar and says, hey, he turned around. You don't have him eaten out of a straw for the rest of his life. Right. That's not you brought a bazooka to a to a, a snowball fight. <laughs> it's not the same thing, dude. It's not the same thing. Now, the flip side of that is there's a part of me that says you're a grown man, talk shit, get hit. That's also a thing. There's context to this that we'll never know. There's nuance to this situation we'll never understand. But it's very tongue in cheek when when Joe Schilling says, I was in fear of my life. Dude, you were you're saying that tongue in cheek. Um I get that. It's not the same thing, though. You weren't in fear for your life. That guy was up 150 pounds, eight vodka lemonades deep at Applebee's, vibing with the office secretary. Chill out, dude. <laughs> Chill out. And you swung immediately. There was no push right. to gain distance, nothing. You, you literally, if you watch the video in slow motion, he didn't even set his right foot. He literally threw a, threw a right hook while on one foot. He didn't even set his feet for it. He was predetermined he was going to punch from the time he turned around. Oh, 100%. But if you're on, you know, seven vodka lemonades, dude, someone could go and blow me over, dude. But that's you. That's you. <laughs> that's not the rest of us. We don't all drink seltzers all the time. <laughs> dude, I said vodka lemonades. Right. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You drink seltzer so much that if I got you some one dollar vodka lemonades at Applebee's, I'd have to carry you out of there. Probably. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. you'd be like, my, I just have to carry you out like a little baby. Come I know. On. I'd be come holding on. all the umbrellas that came with it though. And it'd be that's, like, true. Hey. that's true. Um, so yeah, I just think that when violence is part of your profession, you are held to a higher standard. And anything. And I don't even think it has to be limited to violence. I'd say a doctor. Um 
if you're a fucking doctor. I expect you to be better at medicine than somebody that's not a doctor. The standard and expectation is higher. Uh, like Charlie says here, you're a pro. You have options. Yes. That's I said 10,000 words. Charlie summed it up in, what is this, seven. He's a yeah. pro. He has options. Thank you, Charlie. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. So yeah, that's that's exactly it. So I think Joe, I think Joe Schilling's in the wrong. I'm all for defending yourself. I'm all for meeting violence with a greater violence in order to stop yourself from being in a threat. That's part of the force continuum. It's something that military and law enforcement's been ingrained in me for years and years and years. You take the next level up. Um, you, you meet their force with an equal or greater force. That guy said, hey, and then flinched at you. Kudos to Joe. You got lightning fast reflexes. You're a professional fighter. I think you probably could have pushed him and accomplished the same thing. I don't think you need to hit him seven times on his way to the ground and then leave the guy in a state of utter unconsciousness. And then the whole nonsense about he didn't, the bus boy didn't want to say anything because he was going to get fired. It's not 1931. Don't do that <laughs> anymore. Don't, just leave, just stop with that narrative. Yeah. Stop with that narrative. The bus boy didn't want to say anything because he would have got fired. That restaurant does not operate like it's the 1930s. That 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 kid that's bussing tables that does not think it's the 1930s. He did not think he was going to get fired if he went to his manager and said this guy was saying derogatory racist things to me. That's it's 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 in fact the exact opposite of that now. So I mean, goodness gracious, just Schilling is just eight eight shades of full of shit, man. Uh, uh, but he did piece him up quick, dude. I mean. If you've ever watched the Bass Rootin or Boss Rootin uh, How to Survive a Bar Fight videos, I mean, he he executed perfectly. Have you ever watched those? No, because again, I've told you every single time, bar fight, I'm pulling guard. Yeah. If, if you are if you haven't and, you, and you, you have time, I know you haven't, but anybody listening, you have time, go on YouTube and we'll just watch Boss Rootin's uh, like street fighting tutorials. They're amazing. And Joe Schilling executed perfectly. So Thanks. hats off to Joe. I know the other guy didn't didn't even have a chance. Normally, if I get in a fight like at a bar, I like immediately the first thing I do is I look back at my boys and I I just tell them to hold me back and then I just say, oh, "Hold me back, hold me back," and then hopefully right. it kind of dissipates and I walk away. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and here's the thing too: is like somebody walks up behind you in a situation like that, and I'm just going to call this guy Tyler because he looks like a Tyler. Um, a Kyle. So you think he was a Kyle? No, no. You think he's Kyle. I think he's a Tyler. Why? Because he was not drinking a Monster Energy drink. No, I just looked like a tie. I mean, it was it was honestly it was like the gray Van Heusen shirt with the tie that comes with it when you get it like from Kohl's. Like you buy the you bought the shirt tie combo that came together. <laughs> yes, dude. So that's for sure what it was. So, that was the combo. So 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 he got he's got Tyler went to he went to Kohl's. He got the Van Heusen uh, shirt tie combo. And he, my man's vibing. You know, he's having a good time. Mm, 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 mm. He did the thing. I don't know what this was. He was hitting him with the yeah, double man. move, right? Double Whatever that ball. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's hitting him with that. And a guy like Joe Schilling, who, you know, comes up. And he, he, he kind of moved him like a, like, a, like a chess piece. He was like, oh, yeah. and just kind of yeah. moved him off to the side. You're going to go, hey, man, you could have said excuse me or something. So imagine this, right? Like you're at you're having a good time standing there. Somebody walks up behind you forcibly lifts your body in the air and sets you down and he walk, walks by you and you go, Hey man, like and when he turns around, you're going to go, you could have just said, excuse me. But by the time you go, you could have just said, and he just, yeah. And you're, you're asleep, right. bro. It, it was like that. It was too fast. Anyway, golly, man. Okay. Yeah. 
doesn't matter. All right. Uh, guys, if you don't already follow us on social media, maybe you do. Maybe you already hit the unfollow button. I don't know. But if you want to follow us on social media, you can go to at Punchlist MMA. Uh, we're everywhere at Punchless MMA. If you want to shoot us an email because you're 75, you can do so. Chat at Punchless MMA. Um, if you want to support the show, the best way to do it is by supporting or showing love to the show sponsors, Allegiance Clothing. Go to AllegianceClothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH. You can save 15% site-wide. Shout out to Dalton Kent. You want yourself 50 bucks at the Allegiance store. Uh, shout out to Tombstone Taylor Johnson. Congrats on your massive win uh, last Friday. Uh Seriously, man, just blew my vocal cords out yeah. screaming at the TV, man. So, so happy for you and your family, um, your wife. You got a baby on the way. Just good people doing good things, man. Just over the moon for you. Congratulations. And then Stay Classy Meats. Go to Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% on the entire thing. Today, uh, which is the 29th and tomorrow being the 30th, is the last day that you can order the 4th of July special. You get free overnight shipping, five pounds of ribeyes. And two pounds of Mexican blue so shrimp, good. 25% off. Use promo code FIST, save an additional 10. Get delivered to your door the next day. The best meat on the planet Earth. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit weirder episode. We didn't have any fights to break down, but it is what it is. You guys know what to expect at this point. We're almost two years deep into this bad boy, so nothing should be a surprise at this point. So appreciate everybody that continues to support the show. If you haven't done so already, consider liking, subscribing, sharing with somebody that doesn't know who we are, or leaving a review on iTunes. Anything else? Bang, bang, dude. Bang, bang. All right, be good to each other. We'll see you guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.